What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 76 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor Mc... Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. It's on my nose. Have I ever done a water one before? I think I did. Yeah, you have. You did a gurgle once or twice. Oh, no. <laughs> that was all for nothing. I got water up my nose. Connor McDuff's here. And it's Oscar season, everybody. Woo! The Oscars have just gone through. There's been a bit of controversy surrounding this one with no actors of color getting any nominations. We briefly talked about it on our Oscar nominations episode. I still think that Samuel L. Jackson should have been up there. A lot of people aren't talking about this. I agree. I think Sam J should be up there, especially in comparison to Matt Damon, who's fucking up there uh. for no reason. I really think Sam Samuel L. Jackson did a better job. Absolutely. But I don't think Sam Jackson would have won it. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, that as we go through the winners and such in a little bit, but um, I still think he at least uh, deserved to be there. The other big one was uh, Will Smith for Concussion. I haven't seen it, but a lot of people are giving him shit for it. Yeah, apparently it's fucking terrible. He's chucking a tantrum that he didn't get it, but uh, from what I've seen in the trailers, he looks fucking abysmal. Uh, like, apparently, apparently the accent he puts on is, like, really awkward. Yeah, really uncomfortably um, bad. Just like his... I oh, know it's not his wife. I'm thinking about Halle Berry playing Storm. For some reason I thought Halle Berry and <laughs> Will Smith are together. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think Sam Jay should have gone up, not, not Will Smith. Um, but look, we've got all the winners right in front of us. You know what we should do next year? We should make it like a Christmas thing. Yeah. We have a day and we get all these people to come over and it's like, Happy Christmas, Happy Oscars. And we give each other like... Oscar presents and stuff. We give each other, like, the cute. DVD of the, the winners. Give each other Blu-rays and stuff, <laughs> or just, like... Or, like, give each other, like, just weird film-related presents and, like, put bets and stuff in, and... Yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, next year, people, next year. Now, shall we shall we open up with the big hitter? I reckon we, we work our way up to the big hitter. Let's all work right, our way right. up. But well, first of all, there was a lot of, you know, all the, the little, the technical stuff, the, the creative the production design and thing, which fucking Mad Max won all of. Yeah. Mad Max won. Oh, Mad, six Mad Max won Oscars. everything except visual effects. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I'm so glad that it just cleaned up in that sense. I knew, I knew it wasn't going to win best picture. I, I think it's best picture, but I'm so glad that it cleaned up six fucking Oscars. Sound mixing, sound editing, costume design, film editing, uh, am I missing one? Uh, makeup, makeup, sorry. Makeup and hair design. Fucking killed it. Because that's... Oh, and costume design. Did I say that? I don't know. But it won everything. It. Fucking all yeah, the creative shit, shit except visual effects, which went to Ex Machina. What the fuck? How did Star Wars not win that? Please. Yeah. Ex Machina was... I, I didn't get to watch the whole Oscars. I only watched like the first two hours because I was actually camping last night. So this morning when it was on... I wasn't near a TV, but anyway, I, I tried to record it on my TV and it only recorded fucking two hours for some reason. So I only watched up until they were just about to announce the best supporting actor. So I sat and just watched all the, the, you know, the nominees for the fucking visual effects coming up and X Machina was the one I was like, how is that even in there? And it fucking won. I can't believe it. Yeah. 
I haven't seen X Machina. It wasn't like it, it looked okay, but like, god damn, like all these other things, like creating a whole fucking world in Star Wars, like, come on. I'm sure you're not happy with this one though. Cinematography goes to the Revenant. Yeah, but who didn't see that coming? Like, I, I don't think. I'm so. happy. I know you're happy. What were the other? I think like Mad Max was in there. I I probably would have liked that to gone to Mad Max, but look, the Revenant, it did something different. I won't say it's better, yeah. but it did something different and it stands out. And now that guy's had three fucking Oscars in a row. So somebody better yeah. do something fucking different next year. <laughs> this guy needs to yeah, stop. No more fucking, no more of the same shit, Emmanuel Lebetsky. Yeah, let's just do more one-shot shit because that's what gets you fucking cinematography awards, apparently. That's it. He did do it pretty, though, for the most part. He did a damn pretty job. Big Short won Best Adapted Screenplay. Yep. And Spotlight won the original screenplay. Yeah, look, Spotlight was a, a pretty solid story, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember what else was. I think Inside Out was in that. Inside Out should have won that. Inside Out won Best Animated it Feature, did, though. Which, which is... is a fucking given. But to be honest, Inside Out should have been up with the best pitches. And almost should have won that. I fucking agree wholeheartedly. I'm really bummed that it's a separate category still. It shouldn't mm. be. It's still a fucking movie. I, I guess it was like, you know, back in the day when they weren't up to Pixar standard. I don't know how long ago they started doing them, but like, I'm sure Disney just fucking capitalized on most of it. But like, it's probably, Disney probably actually petitioned to get that shit or paid to get that open so they could win awards, I'm sure. That's it. Fucking hell, man. I'm just, can't, why is it a separate category? Yeah, it's interesting. What about, um... You got your supporting actors and actresses. So we got Mark Relance in Bridge of Spies, who was fucking fantastic. I will, I will put that out there. I didn't see Bridge of Spies. He was, he was probably the most interesting thing about that film. <laughs> it's still, it's a good movie, but like I, it was a bit slow and a bit boring. And he was entertaining, so I, I liked him there. I didn't see the Danish Girl, which um, Alicia Vikander won. I'm not even sure. There was, there was somebody else in that that. Oh, that was the the one that um, what's her name? Jennifer Jason Lee was up for for Hateful Eight, which um, it's a damn shame that she didn't win because she was fucking awesome in Hateful Eight. She was awesome, yeah. All right, well let's let's get on to the actors and actresses. Well, Brie Larson won The Room. Yeah, which I'm happy about. Um, I didn't see it, but apparently it's oh, good. Oh, it is outstanding, outstanding. She was fucking amazing awesome. in it. Yeah, so she uh, I'm I'm really glad that she won that one. And then Leo finally picks up the fucking Oscar. Leo! I haven't watched when he gets it. I need to Me neither. fucking YouTube that or something because my recording didn't cover it, but I need I need to see the moment. I'm sure it was huge and he find he does he deserves to at least have one. I still don't think this is his best acting performance. Like not saying that's bad by any means, but like he was better in Wolf at Wall Street and and a lot of other films for me. But it's good to see that he got it. But looking through the rest of the fucking the best actor category, he's up against Matt Damon. No. Brian Cranston is always pretty solid, but I'm sure he's just playing Brian Cranston. And then Michael Fassbender, yeah. haven't seen that. Um, Steve Jobs and Eddie Redmayne was playing a girl. So it's kind of like, was he playing a girl? I don't know. Was he actually a girl in that? I think I think it's meant to be transgender. Transgender. That. Well, that's almost the obvious one because of, you know, he's doing... The Steve Jobs thing. Uh, not the Steve Jobs. Um, who did he play last year? Theory of Everything. Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking's. He's doing the, the, the tough role. Um, so 
I'm sure he was a front runner for it, but it was like Leo. Like, come on, he was he was but easily he fucking one, easily the best. Leo one category. Like I said, I hadn't seen Danish Girl, but good on him. I'm glad to see he's finally got one. Me too. Best direction went to The Revenant. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It was either that or it was either that or Mad Max. So I'm happy. Yeah, we all know that Mad Max wasn't going to win those ones. So I, I'm sad to see that. And I, I like Ale, Alejandro Inaritu or however you say his name was was I think he deserved it for Birdman. I don't know if I liked everything that he brought to the Revenant. So it's okay. <laughs> it's a little hit and miss. I like it. I'm happy, but I'm not like ecstatic. It didn't do anything that like. I was like, fuck. If, if George Miller won, I'd probably be more like, that is, that's what's that's up. That's awesome, yeah. Now, best picture, though, was more it importantly... The Revenant? No, it was fucking Spotlight. <laughs> Thank the fuck Christ. Revenant didn't deserve a best picture. More importantly, Matt Damon and The Martian didn't win didn't anything because <laughs> I don't have to shave off my armpit hair, put it on my face like I said I would. Um, yeah, thank God. Sp- Spotlight won. Spotlight, yes, it did. And... Look, I'm okay with that. I think it Spotlight was a solid film. You didn't you didn't see Spotlight, did you? No, but what I've heard is that it's pretty good. You gave it a four out of five. I did. I did give um, it a four out of five. It's a solid, solid that's film. That's not good enough for me. No. I want a five out of five. I gave Mad Max a five out of five. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I just... Of all the films, Spotlight just feels, like, really out of place, to be honest. Oh, you reckon? It's just very, I don't know, it was so obviously Oscar bait that I didn't think it would win. Like, I thought it was too deep into the Oscar bait world. Yeah, I see what you're saying. See, I would have said, like, Mad Max is the is the odd one out because it's the commercial visual effects extravaganza. Uh, no, I think I think Mad Max was, had a good chance. It was a really great film. I, I, think, I don't think the Oscars are... Um, this is what surprised me, though, because, like, Revenant and Birdman, these are not films that are sort of Oscar, Oscar, like, the most Oscar obvious, because they're actually fucking different, which is why they won, like, why Birdman won, because that's a different film. Uh, really but I still cool. think but it's, I, mean, I like, think, I still think it's Oscar bait, though, like, it's very Oscar oh, bait yeah. but it's not, it's not Oscar bait, like, something like Spotlight's Oscar bait, or something like 12 Years a Slave. It's not about very, a controversial issue. Yeah, it's about, it's, about it's, like, it's a character piece. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's that's kind of what bothers me is that Spotlight just seems. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I love it, but it seems so very like okay, like we fucking get it. Here's a movie that obviously is gonna win. Like I don't know. I feel like it's just. I feel like I'm probably gonna have to have seen it before when I watch it. Yeah, sort of. Like it's stylistically, not story wise. I don't really. I can't really have an opinion. It's, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, it's look. It's a solid film. I will give you that. It's a four out of five for sure. Like a very good film, but I will quickly forget it. Yeah, that's it. And this is the problem with a lot of the Oscar winners or even Oscar nominees is they're all films that nobody sees. For the first yeah. time ever, I have seen every one of these films because I had to fucking really push to do it. This is the first time in all the years I've been watching yeah, movies. Yeah, you forced yourself. I fucking went out and watched all of them, and I did enjoy all of them. The Revenant, not as much, but like I did like them all. Yeah. I, I, they were all good films, but they probably weren't movies that I would run out and see normally. 
but it was only because they have this Oscar buzz around them that I'm, I had to really push it. And they and here in Australia, especially, they leave it to the last fucking minute for us to see it anyway. So nobody sees it. But there's a fun. There was actually a really good segment in the Oscars where Chris Rock went to his favorite cinema in Compton and interviewed a bunch of you know African Americans and asked them what they thought of you know all the 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 diversity in Hollywood and they. And, you know, obviously they didn't like it and it was whatever. But once getting past that, he said, what What about the best picture things? What What's your favorite, you know, movie in the best picture race? And a lot of them were like, oh, I don't know what's in there. And he's, <laughs> he said, he's like, what about Spotlight? And none of them knew what Spotlight was. was. None of yeah. them knew. They were all like, oh, what what is that? Are you making this up? That is exactly it. That is just normal people, the general public in in general, are watching fucking superhero movies and Star Wars and fucking Mad Max and all these big extravaganzas that entertain us rather than these little fucking Oscar bait films that aren't even marketed. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. I think on a lot of levels, I'm frustrated as well. Maybe not for exactly the same reasons, but I do think there is a level of enjoyment that comes into play when it... Um, when assessing a film, just like we sit here and do, where mm-hmm. we're like, well, I fucking loved watching this film. I don't care about its flaws. Like, for films able to do that, I think it's on the right track. And I, I, I'd hate to see a film not get something because of that, i.e. Mad Max, like, as an example. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Oscars are fucking the Oscars. We know what they're like. Yeah. It, it's all the same shit. We'll do the same thing next year. I just love that they pointed it out on the Oscars. Like, Chris Rock went and pointed it out, like, interviewing everyday people who had never heard of the movie that won Best Picture. Yeah. Like, I hadn't even heard of Spotlight until it became a nominee. Yeah, me too. That's a little disappointing, to be honest. And that's it. Like, look, The Revenant is probably the biggest... It was the one that we all thought was probably going to win it. And to me, it at least had some sort of mainstream success. Spotlight hasn't. I don't know too many people... Actually, I don't know anyone who's seen Spotlight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Besides my um, girlfriend Beck, because she went with me. You forced her to go. But I want to be honest though. Spotlight was a good film, but Room was better. Room should have won Best Picture. If Revenant didn't take it out, which I'm fucking glad it didn't, Room should have won. I'm um, I'm genuinely, genuinely surprised Room didn't win after what you said about it mm. because you made it out to be quite, quite good. It is. It's incredible. I seen the the kid. Uh, who uh, forgive me I don't remember his name but the kid who was the the main kid in in the yeah. room was at the Oscars and I was like man you deserve a nomination here mate like you should be up here you should have taken it out over Leo <laughs> that would have been hilarious get wrecked can kids get nominated for Oscars I think so I think there's been kid um, there's definitely been younger ones um, I I've never seen a kid win well, anyway, it's been a it's been an interesting year for the Oscars. There's been a lot of controversy and all that sort of stuff. Actually, Chris Rock, um, his opening speech was funny and awkward to watch because he just fucking railed it. Like he just brought it in and he just put it all out on the table, and you can see all the fucking white Hollywood stars sitting out in the in the crowd, being like clapping and and wooing and everything. But they're just like fucking oh shit, you know. This, it was super awkward watching them all just get railed by Chris Rock on public television. It was great. I need to see it. I'm going to watch it after this. Yeah. 
It's good fun. But what else did we watch, Connor? We watched Batman Begins. Batman Begins, continuing our Batman retrospective leading up to Batman v Superman on March 24th. Ooh, and we're almost like I guess we're like halfway through. We've fucking we finished off the original run of the Batman films, uh, the Shoemaker and the Burton ones, and now we're finally getting on to what are the the critical success trilogy, Christopher Nolan's ones. Yeah, I was really excited going into this, especially after Batman and Robin, and after watching Batman Begins. It is just a fucking refresher to be away from that atmosphere that is Batman and Robin like. <laughs> didn't and it didn't even matter what the film was going to be like. I'm just happy to be away. Just needed to do something. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was fucking terrible, dude. I gave it like a two or some shit. It's fucking horrible. Oh well. Well, if you want to hear Connor bitch about that one, go back to our last episode where we did review Batman and Robin. We did. Yeah. Sorry about the audio on that one too. We apologize. We didn't mean for that to happen. Sometimes we have some technical difficulties. Bear with us. All right. You fucks. <laughs> we do what we gotta do. But um, Batman Begins. So this one came out, what, was it 2005? 2005, I believe. So you would have been quite young. Were you like nine I or ten? I remember when this one came out. Uh, yeah, I would have been about nine, I think. I think it was nine. Okay, so that's interesting because you you were around the age that I was when Batman Forever came out. So was this a big deal to you as a kid? No. No. I was pretty well established in the Star Wars universe when Batman came out. And when Batman Begins came out, but Batman Begins is an adult film. It is not a kid's film. Mm -hmm. So... But it definitely it definitely got marketed to kids though because there was fucking there was a lot of toys again. There are a lot of toys. I honestly, when I was a kid, I think I watched... I think I might have seen it in the movies with my dad, but I didn't um, really pay attention. I I remember not really giving a shit because it was boring. I remember thinking it was boring growing up. Until I was like thirteen. Okay. And well, that's that's like, actually right. what I wanted to ask because I feel like you know the Batman Forever's and even the Batman and Robin really, you know, to a kid is just fun and exciting and it's Batman kicking ass like you're just doing whatever. But Batman Begins is a whole different beast. Like it's more a drama than a than a superhero film. So without a doubt. And that's and that's what makes it interesting. But it was also the year of Star Wars Episode Three, so I'm assuming that you were more into that shit. Without a fucking doubt, my son. Without a <laughs> doubt. That was where my mind went. Well listen, I'm le- I'm really looking forward to talking about this one because uh it's been a while since I've watched it as well. Obviously when I go back to Nolan, I generally go back to the Dark Knight and even the Dark Knight Rises, but it's very rare that I get back to Batman Begins, so it's been a while. You want to tell us what happened in this film? A young Bruce Wayne travels to the Far East, where he's trained in the martial arts by Henry Ducard, a member of the mysterious League of Shadows. When Ducard reveals the League's true purpose, the complete destruction of Gotham City, Wayne returns to Gotham intent on cleaning up the city without resorting to murder. With the help of Alfred, his loyal butler, and Lucius Fox, a tech expert at Wayne Enterprises, Batman is born. Okay, I was... As I always do, looking up the film, like parts, you know, just typing it in. And as you said, hey, do you want to read it? I did read the synopsis that just came up immediately in front of me on Google. <laughs> I was like, shit, so, you read this really well. You've written this. I, um, I straight up am reading it. Basically, Batman, this one has the scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, and Batman tra- is born, trains with Ra's al Ghul, and then goes back to Gotham, and then Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow try and poison the waterhole. <laughs> And they fucking do, basically. Well, they almost do. And then Batman stops them. 
and Ra's al Ghul dies. Mm -hmm. The end. The end. There's, uh, there's quite a bit that goes on in this film. Yeah, it's a pretty big film. Like, I was watching the rest of it today, and I was like, fuck me. Like, there's a lot. I was kind of like, ah, like, I remember all this film, no fuss, but mm. there's a lot of shit. Like, this covers, like, his whole origin story while still being able to not just be a shitty origin story. It's probably my favourite superhero origin film, to be quite honest. It's awesome. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I it's funny it's funny watching this now. I I feel like there's too much going on. Really? Yeah. Cuz they've squeezed it all into another 2-hour film, which this one I expected 2 hours because we have a yeah. whole origin story and then we have a whole fucking super villain attack Batman and film. all that sort of shit. So yeah. there's basically two parts to the film. The first hour is him becoming Batman. Batman Begins, and then the second hour is him fighting Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul and fucking Falcone and fucking the too many other yeah. fucking villains that are in this. And that's cool, but I'm so, like, I'm, I'm coming back to this. When I, when I watched this to start with, I fucking loved that we got to see the start of Batman. I was so excited, but coming back now, I've seen so many fucking origin stories since this that I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see him fucking jumping around in a in a fucking far east prison talking about how the big guy who pushes his plate out at you know at food time is practice and no I don't want to see that I want to see him be Batman and that first hour I was just not in it as much as I remember being I couldn't get enough I was just like fuck yeah I don't know what it is about this origin story, but, like, that first hour totally has me involved. Like, up until the point where he comes back and he fucks up Falcone. Falcone? Falcone? Falcone the gangster. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, yes! Like, this is so cool. I don't know, I just think it's a really... Everything has, like, intent, and nothing's accidental, I think, is what I like as well. A lot of superheroes are created by fucking accidents. Yeah, no, Spider -Man, that's true. Spider-Man's busy being a dickhead and he gets bitten. Yeah. You know, you've got Iron Man who... Uh, Iron Man's a little similar, to be honest, yeah. but... Daredevil, um, he fucking gets shit spilt on yeah. him, makes him blind and makes him... Yeah. Daredevil yeah. makes him blind, blah, 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 etc., etc. But then, like, Batman is, like, in this film especially, everything is by choice. He's like, no. I'm fucking doing this. You know, the only thing that isn't by choice are his parents getting killed um, and the guy who killed his parents getting killed. But um, everything else is just like him going at it and that's really satisfying to watch is this character, that bit where he goes up to Falcone when he's like in his early 20s and he's like, fuck you, like I'm not scared of you. And Falcone get, does that monologue, which is awesome. It's such a cool monologue. Yeah. Like I'm watching him like, fuck, like that's scary. You know, like that's for long what that guy said. So for him to, like, train and shit, I'm like, that's really satisfying. He's gone for seven years to train. I'm like, that's sick. Looks real cool. I like it a lot. Look, I, uh, one thing I won't fault is the writing. Like, in terms of everything that happens in this movie makes sense and is satisfying for why it happens. This is so fucking airtight. Like, even bits where I, I, I would start to be like, oh, why did he do that? And then immediately it's, it's explained or I figure it out. Like, I'm, like it's not... There is nothing, no stone left unturned here. But man, the script for this must have been like 
400 pages long when they first wrote it because the, everything is just so crammed in and so pushed down. And ultimately, I think it hurts the film in a, fair, in a little way. Oh, oh, actually a big way for me because there's never a point where I, I actually felt connected to everything because the way that this movie is, is edited and the way that it flows is it's very fast and it's very it flows it flows well but it almost flows too well and just becomes one big slipstream for me because it's almost like it's almost like you're spectating like there's no real attachment to anything going on because it's right. just so like here you go here you go not in like a way like that we need a boring part in the film to a, a, a connect it's just like everything's so Everything's so narrative driven. It's not character driven. Even Bruce Wayne. That's yeah. That's it. You've is, hit the nail on the head. That's exactly is, it. Even Bruce Wayne is pretty empty. Like in the film, he forces himself to go out and he buys a hotel. Like that's the one moment you kind of get to see this character is more than like I hate everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like everything's told to us and. Kind, uh, I guess, kind of shown. Not really. It's it's very heavy on the exposition. Chris, that's, that's Christopher Nolan, though, in a fucking nutshell. That's what he does in all. But he does Nolan, it. He does it well in other films. If you he do, does yeah. well, I look. I think he did it well. I didn't. I don't entirely agree. I know. I don't know. I very. I realize that Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. I think he's probably the best mainstream director we have. But. He definitely, his dialogue is super on the nose. Like, super. Like, there's no, there's no mystery that is hidden within the, the dialogue. Like, when something's meant to be revealed, you like fucking there's parts find where, out. There's a part where Rachel is, like, talking to, you know, one of Falcone's workers. Or it might have been, actually, yeah. I think it's Scarecrow. And he says, you know, she says... Such and such and such accusation, 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 and she's like the man that you work for. It's like, can't we just see that he works for him? Can't you yeah, show exactly. that somehow? Like it's, uh, it, it was, it's kind of frustrating in a way. But like the problem is that it is. I just don't ever get connected because we get told the entire Bruce Wayne Batman story, which I really, really like. And like I said, it's airtight. Everything makes sense. The fucking sit down with Falcone is fucking fantastic. And then it's like he goes and trains for a bit and then everything happens there and he's back. He's got Batman and it's fucking, it's like, all. I'm just like, fuck, I need to slow down. I need to stop for a second and feel this character because I don't ever get connected to him. It's, it's such a confusing thing because like, I know what's happened, but I don't feel it. It's strange. My, uh, my, I, I agree. I agree to an extent. I think, but I think it's just an effect Nolan has on film. You think that? It, um, yeah, you you like the effect, whereas I'm I'm not feeling it. Oh no, no, I don't like it. I like it's definitely bothersome, but I just don't think I I felt it as much as you did. Okay. But don't worry, I Dark Knight. What you feel right now? Just wait. Dark Knight Rises. I'll have plenty to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking interested hell. for that one because I really liked Dark Knight Rises yeah, when I first saw it. Yeah, it will be so. a fucking eventful conversation. Listen out for that one, people. But coming in with what I'm feeling from this one, I'm, I'm interested to see what... Yeah, but anyway, my next my next gripe is uh, along the same ropes is for once... This is... Act- so, okay, I need, to, I need to restart on this because f- it is a good thing that finally, for once, we get a Batman movie. It's actually about Batman... 
It's not the. It's not just the villains and Batman's in the background. This one is a hundred percent a Batman movie. And but the problem is they've gone the complete opposite way. They've gone <laughs> now. I barely even know who the fucking bad guys are. Like I was having a chat with a, a mate the other day. I said, "Hey man, I watched fucking Batman Begins this morning. It's fucking been a while." And he's like. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. I said something about the bad guys. And he's like, hold on, who was the bad guys in that again? And I said, Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul, Falcone. He's like, oh, yeah, Scarecrow was in that. I'm like, you don't ever really connect to them. You don't ever know them. Like, there's that one great thing with Falcone. But I actually totally forgot that Falcone was even a thing in this movie. Yeah, he's pretty much, he's pretty, he's gone pretty quick. To be honest. Which is is really saddening considering that he is the driving force behind Batman. He's the he is the reason that fucking Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. And for him to be such a nothing character is just super disappointing. Yeah. We didn't need fucking Scarecrow. We didn't need even Ra's al Ghul. I just needed that fucking just let's just have one bad guy. <laughs> and let's play with that guy. Make him but saying that, I do like Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, so I would just wish they would have done it right. I don't know. I agree completely. Like, I just... The villains were just so, like, taken... Uh, they were so not there. They just weren't. Scarecrow... I don't know. It's something... It's hard because the style of this film makes those villains so much more intimidating than any other Batman villain we've seen so far. Like, when Scarecrow sprays his toxin, his gas, it's fucking sick. Like, when he's like, what do you see? Like, you're just like, holy shit. Well, that's it. Like, um, I, I actually wish there was more of that because that was so cool. Once he yeah. gets going, I'm like, fuck, I need to know more about this. And and they could have gone nuts with those hallucinations. But they, like, I do, I'm in two minds of it because I I'm, I'm kind of respect the fact that they, they held back and just did tiny little terror things. But they could have gone full Nightmare on Elm Street and scared the shit out of people with this. But we only get, like, a few, like scenes here and there yeah no i agree I, I i think it definitely should have been more i'm really disappointed with raz al ghul as well where he's kind of like a big deal at the start taken out of the complete middle and then liam neeson pops up at the end like a like as if it's a big thing i really wish even if he came back as uh you know he should it should have just been to be honest it should have just either been scarecrow or raz al ghul you know that's what it should have been. Or or even the other way, it could, like I feel like they've put the Scarecrow in because they need some sort of fantastic character. Like, this still is a superhero film, so we need one of those outstanding uh, supervillains. Scarecrow is a great supervillain, and I think they did... What they did with him was cool, was cool but they just fuck. didn't do enough yeah. with him. Exactly. But he almost mu he muddles things. Like, let's let's just have... It could have even... If Falcone's the reason that Batman goes away, make it... Falcone and then Ra's al Ghul comes back and that's the big twist at the end is that fuck oh Liam Neeson's the bad guy fuck I, I, I just think that the hero the villains are weak I just in and mm. I you're right I, you're right I can't add anything on because I'm 100% agree but the, the, and this comes back to the that editing style that I'm, I'm whinging about I feel like because everything's just sort of brushed over we never get a, a second because these guys are there they're all there and like I said in the writing it's perfect they hit every beat they all make sense. They all connect the dots. But I never feel like... I feel intimidated by the way they kind of look and, and, and what I, I sort of think of them now. But I'm not intimidated during the movie. And I don't ever feel scared for Batman, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
No, me neither. And I think it, uh, uh, back on the editing, I know I'm going to fucking keep harping this horn, but like, I think the music doesn't help as well because the music just is basically one big track from the start of the movie till the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just it's not very good, is it? No, I, I don't know. It's not, I didn't like it in this one very it's much. It's just wah, wah, yeah. over and over. Oh, it's some girl going, huh? like opera singing. Yeah. Did you hear that? I heard it. I don't know. I think I, my memory's my memory was a little clouded before I went in because a lot of the things that I love, like the soundtrack, the Dark Knight had, yeah. Yeah. that I'm like, fuck yeah. But like, it's still good. I t- I still kind of giggle a little bit when he says I'm Batman because it <laughs> sounds really fucking funny still. <laughs> like Batman. when he's like I'm Batman, like. It's it's a nod, obviously a nod to Keaton saying I'm Batman in the first one. It's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. When he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Batman. Like, it's just so ridiculous. I think just because the name Batman, it's I think it's totally fine to call, for other people to call you Batman. For other people to yeah. be like, oh shit, it's Batman. Oh, it's... Yeah, you're I, right. I've never, I never thought of that. that you're, you're totally right. Like it, the whole point is that he's supposed to become a symbol of dread to the bad guys. They yeah. should have created the name. Like Spider Man well, doesn't call himself Spider Man. Spider Man made a, well, he does. But but after everyone else is calling him. Yeah, Spider-Man. yeah, that's right. He's like your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. But like for him to the fir- he's like you know what I'm gonna tell Falcone when I get him. I'm Batman. Like he looks like a <laughs> fucking bat. Why don't they just say? Like, why? I just, I don't know. I that's, wish nothing was said. That's the Batman! Yes. Yeah, so like, yeah. some punk should have said it's it. The and then, then, like, a reporter should have reported it. And that's, yeah, that's what the whole point is. All through Arkham games are great, where a lot of the time it's like, it's the Bat! You know, like, they call him the Bat. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's Batman! It's the Batman! Like, it's the Batman. Yeah. Because there's no other. The Batman! <laughs> because he looks like a bat. It's not like a. That's why they call him the Batman. No, fuck! Why am I? Damn it! I shouldn't have figured this out. Um, but yeah, it's that was frustrating. The other thing that has bothered me since I was a child, two things I want to bring up mm-hmm. before I forget. One, the fighting choreography in this film. Yeah. Fucking dreadful. Oh, like, yeah? Christopher Nolan cannot choreograph a fight scene to save his fucking life when it comes to Batman. It's just so, super quick cutty and super like, super like fast and over the top, but nothing ever really happens. And I love when he's like in predator mode and he's like picking people up and shit and you just kind of see him leap across the screen and you take someone out. Mm. But like when when it's like you, like Batman's fighting people, I'm like, listen, fucking show me that. Like show me Batman kicking some ass. Because it's just poured, it's just bad, bad choreography. Like that's all it is. Yeah, right. The other thing that I hate is his fucking, which they kind of get rid of after this one, is his bat cape. That is unexplainably per- like um, like phenomenal that fucking cape that he has where he there's the bit where he's like I'm Batman and then he says nice coat to the guy that's wearing his coat mm. and he just launches up in the air like just shoots up in the air yeah true no didn't he, he didn't grapple or anything it was no oh. there's no grapple he's got two hands on him he just launches up in the air I guess there's I just assumed times, yeah there's a few times in this film where he kind of like just jumps just fucking flies goes, yeah, and I'm like, it's fuck, It's really weird to look at. Like, it doesn't look right on screen. And okay. ever since I was 13, it's been a, a, been something that I've actually had an issue with, where I've been like, that's fucking weird. Why does that happen? So, yeah, 
That's fucking annoying. That's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you've pointed them out, though, because, like, I, I didn't really notice the fighting. I, I guess you know, it's just a superhero movie, so it's just fighting. I'm just whatever. And I don't really remember the bat thing, but I, I feel like I won't be able to unsee that now. Yeah, just when you... They don't really do it in The Dark Knight. In fact, they make it a lot more legitimate. There's a scene in The Dark Knight where he breaks into a hotel or, like, an yep. office building in Hong Kong, and it's, like, a big deal, like, yeah. him flying. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's like a... I don't know. It was it was frustrating, to say the least. Well, I will say one thing that I, I do want to commend this bat suit for is the way that they actually explain most of what he has. Uh, like, yeah. obviously, they don't explain that he can fly, and I didn't I didn't really pick up on that. So that's, that is... You know, the, the armor has broken a little bit there. Yeah. But I... Other than that, I love every time he goes to Lucius Fox and he's picking up a new thing and it, because he fucked up on the last one, like there's that bit where he, you know, he jumps across. Uh, yeah, he, he comes back for lightweight. Yeah. Like that was cool. You know, all the, all the um, utility belt stuff, they actually explain the cape and what it is, like the material and all that sort of thing. Like, I think that is just legit. And this, this is a decent bat suit. It looks fucking cool. Yeah, it does look fucking cool. It looks really, really cool. And it actually kind of looked dated, though, at the same time, because I'm looking at the batsuit that Ben Affleck wears, and that batsuit looks cool as shit, to be honest. <laughs> Hold on, it's which one cool are you bat- talking about, though? Because I don't, I don't know how I feel about the, like, armoured batsuit. No, I'm just talking about the normal batsuit. Yeah, that looks good. But I'm not, I'm not too sure right. about this new I reckon the armoured batsuit is going to be cool because it's when he's fighting Superman, so obviously it's going to be, like, kryptonite-infused. So he's going to fight, like, a tank. He, he wears this very similar suit in Dark Knight Returns. And it's like, it's, I think it's actually a direct rip off the Dark Knight Returns suit. It just looks a bit cartoony to me, but I'm sure in context it'll work. So Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think it is meant to be a bit car- more cartoony. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Well, this one looks good. But you know what's funny? After watching four movies where it's been blatantly fucking obvious that they're painting around the eyes, I noticed it in this one. Do you see they yeah. paint his eyes? Yeah, there's never a point though where he just takes off his mask, is there though? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I think I think after this one as well, because I know Bane breaks his mask. Does he have paint in his eyes in that scene, or does the mask change? I've, I've I- never noticed the paint on the eyes, so I, I'm not I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I watched it. Yeah, I've only ever noticed this stuff since Kickass had Nicolas Cage painting on the black under his eyes in that one scene which I thought was an awesome scene like I thought it was a great scene also David I just sent you a link to what the suit looks like in The Dark Knight Returns which is like a cartoon it's the fucking bat suit in Batman vs Superman Uh, let me get this shit up ah yeah for sure yeah yeah it's the same thing but that's fine because that's a fucking cartoon but this other one I don't know I don't know ever since I first seen it that first the very first shot we saw of Batman standing next to the Batmobile in his normal Batsuit I'm like fuck yeah this one I don't know I don't like the glowing eyes and I don't like but I don't know again I'm holding my thoughts for when I've seen the film we'll find out yeah hey what did you think about fucking Gotham in Batman Begins I really like it because it's a fucking it's like a it's like a dirty New York and it's done well. I like it because it's a because this film has a lot of realism in it. It just feels like a thriving city and they put a lot of emphasis on Gotham in this one as well. I really like the turnaround between when Bruce Wayne's dad was running it and then when he dies and you see like the the yeah, train goes to shit. is yeah. filthy as fuck and everything's changed and different. Like I really like that. I was like that's 
that makes it feel real to me, you know? Seeing Gotham, like, the filth un- un- underneath, you know, where they, where they go under, and then mm. he leaves the car, like, that was cool. I, I don't know, I liked it. What about you? Look, I agree with you. It definitely grounds the film a lot. It, uh, it makes it feel like a city that we, you or me, could live in, you know? I could yeah. uh, look. It's I think it's Chicago. I know they shot Dark Knight there, but I'm not I'm not sure about Batman Begins. But uh, it's it is. It looks good for a realistic city, but I am disappointed that the character of Gotham has gone. Uh, I really yeah. like that gothic Art Deco style, and I know that wasn't never going to come in. So I'm not going to say that's a bad thing for this film because it's not. It actually works. What they did for this film is perfect, but. I do miss that the characterization of Gotham. I just think it had such a such a feel about it. I really enjoyed, you know, the Batman Returns and and even Batman Forever style. Yeah, no, I agree. I do want to ask you though about the ending to this film. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, what did you think about the whole? I may not be able to kill you, but I won't save you, and then leaves him in a train that's destined to blow up. Yeah. I kind of liked it. That's- I, I mean, like, I liked it because I was like, fuck yeah, the good guy wins. But, but do you feel like he's going against the Batman? It's such a cheap fucking thing. Like, yeah. the, the, there's the big deal about, hey, I'm not going to kill anyone. And I love that that's a thing because I'm like, I missed it in the other ones. I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah, it's a yeah. big deal in this one. But then like at the end, to go, I won't kill you, but I'm also going to leave you in a train that I know will kill you is a little... I was like, come on. You know? Like, that's kind of the whole point of what you do, is you don't kill people. Yeah, I guess, like I, you, guess I guess. like, technically, he's, he's still... Like, because listen, it's the rage and, and the jeal- and the rage that he has against him is why he doesn't save him. If, and If you were in a car, and you would... Dr- and, like, the driver... I don't know, I can't even come up with an analogy, but if you let someone die, you'd get in fucking trouble. Yeah, he lets it's the manslaughter. Guy it's called manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little fucked, you know. I won't kill I you, but just think, fine. I just think it was a really good moment um, because obviously we all hate Ra's al Ghul as much as, uh, you know, Christian Bale does. So it's, it's sort of, you want to, I want to see the bad, I yeah. want to see the bad guy die. So it was satisfying to me, but in, in a technical sense of Batman's motivations and such, I guess. But it was fucking mad when he just like put his cape up and flipped out of that shit. Like that was so good. And the way that Liam Neeson just closes his eyes. Oh. Yeah. It's actually my, probably my favorite part of the film. <laughs> Liam Neeson's just a badass, though. Like I can't not hate him. I can't not like him when I watch this. He brings he's everything. Like, and I think so he's cool. one of the strongest parts of the film. Um, it's just too bad that they left him out of it for half of it. <laughs> yeah. I wish he was more, more involved. I think that also might've met a little bit more, if we did have more of Neeson in coming in, like there's that deception and then it's uh, like, it's there, but it's just, we don't feel it enough. Again, I keep coming back to this. Like if we'd spent a little bit more time on the bad guy, not him as the trainer, because we get a lot of that, which is fine. And he's great as the mentor. Like Liam Neeson is the best mentor in all fucking movie. So, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, he fucking ran the A-team. He trained Batman. He does everyone. <laughs> he he just wasn't there as a bad guy to me. I still didn't even really think of him as a bad guy when he was when he got killed. I, I was I was a bit hurt that he deceived fucking 
Bruce Wayne, but like I'd never. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's frustrating. I would. I think it would have been better if that was Falcone going over in that fucking train. He was the motivation. Yeah. I wish Falcone was like down, like till the end was the bad guy. He gets till the end. But at the same time, I'm glad they used Batman villains. But Falcone, Falcone is a Batman villain. He's a big. He's like one of the original Batman villains. No, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, I mean, like Ra's al Ghul just end. You're talking supervillain. You're not yeah. talking mob boss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like you and I are just fucking assholes, aren't we? Yeah. We, Batman, Batman returns. <laughs> like this part is too cold. Not enough Batman. We get this one. We're like, this is too fucking hot, man. We too much want, Batman. Yeah. We don't too much Batman. We need more villains. And then but that's the problem. They, to me, they just haven't found the right mix yet. They haven't put the yeah. right porridge mix in, and they haven't got the right temperature. They just haven't. They haven't hit it. We need. We want good fucking porridge. We want it to come out of the microwave or out of the pot, depending on how cheap you are. And we want it to be put in front of us and just start eating straight away. Just perfect. Don't need to wait. Don't need to reheat. That's what we're looking for in Batman. We don't want to reheat our Batman. We don't want to wait for our Batman to cool down. We want it right. Fucking now. Perfect. Talking about mixes though, like I, I definitely feel from what I remember is they get it right in the next one. So let's yeah, wrap this shit I, up and we'll talk about that one next week. I'm pretty hyped to see it. Look, I love Batman. You love Batman. I was really happy to go into this one with my love for Batman and I was fucking loving it while I was watching it. It's Batman. I can't get enough. Definitely has problems though, especially out of the three. Not a perfect film. Those the court the fight stuff, it's sort of what what you said, Fish, about the villains and it's 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 kind of poor little plot twist where I'm not gonna kill you but I won't save you. You know, these are all things that kind of take you out of what could be the best origin film. And that's disappointing. So with that in mind, I still love this film. And I got into it when I was about thirteen, and I still think it's one of the like it was my favourite for a long time, Batman Begins. Mm. Um and I can't get enough of it. I think it does a lot of things right. I think it's super interesting. I think it's well written. I think there's awesome moments when Rachel turns around and like sees him for the first time and tases him. And he's just fucking sitting there with his cape flowing. Holy shit, that's so badass. Yeah. It's a, it's a great film. I give it four out of five. Look, I feel like a bit of a dick because I feel like I've really just like doused your passion. <laughs> This you came out firing, saying like "fuck, I love this, I love this," and I've just come in and just shit on your parade. Like that's I, what we do. That's what we do. It's true. It's true. I'm glad that you still gave it a really high school because I know you love this movie, and I and I don't yeah. want me being a dick to bring you down. But I am going to be a bit of a dick because I didn't like this movie as much as I remember it. I loved this movie when it first came out. I remember seeing this at Reading Cinemas in Townsville. Cinema 1, I believe. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was sitting and my mind was fucking blown. I've, like, Batman has always been my favourite superhero, so this was like, it couldn't come any quicker. It had been such a hiatus since Batman and Robin and, you know, I just, I, I just finished high school. It was a perfect time for a mature version of Batman and at the time it was the best Batman film for me. I thought it just blew everything out of the water. I remember we had the banners at work. There was three banners, Batman Begins banners, and they were all really cool, and I really, really wanted them because I, I was working at Reading Cinemas then. And oh, I didn't know you worked at Reading. Oh, yeah, Townsville, right. Way back in the day in Townsville. And I kept going into my manager's 
office and they were all rolled up in the corner because somebody had put a bid on them and was buying them and he'd offered some fucking obscene amount of money and I like I couldn't outbid it so I was like shit but they just sat there for months and months and months and months and every time I went in for a shift I'd ask about them I said can I have those yet can I have those yet can I have those I think after about three or four weeks she finally broke because they couldn't get onto this guy they couldn't find him he wasn't going to come in and get him I said I'll give you 50 bucks for the lot and she gave them to me and to this day I still have those banners up in we have like a little movie room in my house back in Townsville and they're up on the fucking wall there because they are fucking mad banners. And I still remember the, the success and glee that I felt when I got those fucking banners because I loved this movie that much. Since then, obviously, we've had The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, two films which I fucking adore and well, adored at the time. So I'm it'd be interesting to talk about those now after watching this because it's still the same director, still the same actor, still the same style. I don't know if it works for me anymore because this time around, it didn't. I wasn't into this movie at all. Like, I I, I can't say at all because it's Batman. Um, I still like it because it's Batman, but I feel like I was watching a music video. I feel like it was just so quickly edited and flowed so quickly through it that I just never got a chance to actually connect myself to anything. And that, at the end of the day hurts it the most. I had more connection to people in fucking Batman Forever than I did in this movie, which I know is fucking blasphemy to most people, but I've just watched all these movies in a row and it's not because I'm sick of Batman because I'll never get sick of Batman and I was actually really excited to get onto this, but I just couldn't wait for him to be Batman and when he is being Batman, that like that scene with the taser and even when he's fucking Predator taking everybody out fucking so cool it's so awesome i just wish i cared about who he was fighting because the villains don't get enough time and it's i'm actually really sad that i've gone back and and not enjoyed this as much as i did back in the day it's it's kind of it's almost as bad as watching batman and robin again now (laughs) like to me but saying that it's still a very solid movie in terms of the writing is great Christopher Nolan is a good director. I just think there was way too much put into this. If they'd backed off a bit, either... Like, I I can't even begin to say how to make this better because there's nothing you can really take out. It's the origin there and him being Batman is there. That's what's so exciting about The Dark Knight is all the origin shit's out of it. So he just gets to be Batman and he gets to fight the most most iconic villain. And we don't muddle it down by having 300 fucking other villains in there. So... It's still Batman. I still like it. I give it... I would give it a 2.5, but because it gets that Batman handicap, it's a three. Three out of five. Three? That's fucking low for a Batman film. My God. Uh, you were going we, we low. Just, we, just, we just reviewed Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's not a real film. That's like a TV commercial. It's just a long TV commercial in between two Batman films that I, we had to watch. I, um, think the, I think the biggest problem is that they've just gone to the whole other spectrum. Like, we've just come from way too much fun. We've gone from too cold to too hot, basically. Yeah, yeah, the analogy's back. But it is, it's it's too funky and over-the-top and stupid in Batman and Robin, and now it's gone too serious and drama for me. Yeah. So that's why um, that that mix better be right in the next one. Other ones are going to be really sad. Well, what a great night. I've had a good chat. I hope you guys have had a good listen. Next week, Dark Knight, son. Week after, Dark Knight Rises. Week after that, 
Batman v Superman! Three more! Three more, the terrible trio. Hope you guys are ready for that one. No, no, we got Man of Steel in there before that. Ah, oh, fuck, I tried to forget on purpose. <laughs> oh, no, so, yeah, we, we've still got a few more weeks before that. My, definitely next week is Dark Knight. Anyway, we're reviewing a fucking shitty Superman movie or whatever. Not Batman, is all I know, so... Whatever. <laughs> so what, is, what does it matter? Yeah. What does it fucking matter? Like, you know, we all want Batman to win out of Batman vs Superman anyway. So it's a fucking joke. I heard a spoiler that Wonder Woman wins. <laughs> I, will, I will slit my fucking wrists if Wonder Woman wins. Like, in the trailer, when Wonder Woman's the one that stops Darkseid's, like, or is it Doomsday? Who gives Doomsday. a shit? Doomsday. Whenever, whoever they stop the fucking beam... And he, she like blocks it with her shield. I was like, this is stupid. It's Batman vs Superman. Not fucking Batman vs Superman and Wonder Woman. Well, so we haven't we haven't really put in a, uh, we haven't really dropped our opinions on Batman v Superman yet. We've kind of we've, we're leading we up to it, but we haven't really we've kind of teased at it. Maybe we should start off with that next week before the Dark Knight. What do you reckon? Yeah, a little bit, not too much. Yeah, like a little five-minute segment on our <coughs> initial thoughts on Batman v Superman. I think we need to lay them down and see if that's still the same thing that we feel when, it, when we come around to it. Because it is a big movie, and we've all, th we've all seen the trailers. So we'll talk about that next week, as well as The Dark Knight. But until then, guys, keep it real. Yeah, bitch! Peace out! Play the music, fish! Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. Fish and Connoisseur a Movie does not own any rights to the film Batman Begins, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Molossus is performed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer.